Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. For each of us, we imagine satisfaction occurring upon certain circumstances falling into place. In other words, we imagine that we need certain things to happen for us to find peace in our lives. We imagine these things and then we make an effort to go after these things so that we can become satisfied, so that we can fulfill our imaginations, so that we can find peace. Now, what's interesting about that kind of thinking is that we are trying to predict the future and trying to make the future fall into line with our imagination. We're trying to make the future be what we intend for ourselves to fulfill what we think we need for ourselves. When we do these kinds of things, we take Allah out of the equation and we put ourselves into the equation as the mover and shaker. Now, there's a great difficulty in our existence if we believe that it needs to be what we imagine. Man intends and then Allah does what Allah wishes. And until we understand that, until we know that, until we have actually fallen into place with that, we are not capable of finding satisfaction. You see, the amalgamation of thought that runs through our mind, all of these individual things that we think about, all of these things that we place in our heads, all of these things that we try to accomplish, we have to understand that what we're doing is deciding what makes us happy, deciding what makes us fulfilled. The truth is that the things that are going to make us fulfilled 
are not the things that we imagine. The things that we imagine are our own diseases and the things that we think we need to do in order to rectify these needs. What we need to do is to be rid of our needs. And if we can be rid of our needs, then we can have the time to focus on reality. And reality is Allah. And the world is full of opposites. Anger and love are opposite from each other. Hastiness and patience are opposite from each other. Being grateful and being needy are opposite of each other. Now, if gratitude is one of the names of Allah and we are in a constant state of needing, then we're lacking part of Allah because we're lacking gratitude. If we need things constantly, then we're lacking one of the qualities that belongs to Allah. And as we keep the qualities that belong to Allah, that don't belong to Allah within us, we develop more and more of those qualities that don't belong to Allah. If we're needy, then we become, we begin to conspire to get the things that we need. And if we're needy enough, depending on how far we're willing to go, we, trans we can transgress the bounds of appropriate behavior in order to get what we need. Because what we think we need becomes the most important thing. So, as somebody once said, by whatever means necessary. And once you enter into the state where you're willing to do whatever is necessary, you've lost your attachment to appropriate behavior. You've lost your attachment to what's right and what's wrong. You've lost your understanding of the way Allah placed things into the world. So we need to begin to understand what's important and what's not important. One of the things we need to understand is the nature of the mind and the way the mind doesn't stop. These thoughts that run through us don't come to an end. Because the mind places before you a dilemma, 
that usually involves a desire and a need. And then you begin to work to fulfill that desire and that need. Doesn't mean that at the end of the space where that desire and that need is fulfilled, another desire and need is not going to pop up. It's like a train station. One train leaves, the next one comes in. One train leaves, the next one comes in. One train leaves, the next one comes in. The trains never stop coming. The needs never stop coming. The desires never stop coming. And you can't fulfill them. There's a show on television right now called American Pickers. I don't know if any of you have seen it. But it's about uh, two guys who go around the country buying stuff uh, from people who've been collecting stuff all their lives. And what's interesting in the show is the people that they go to see. Most of them are older now, and they've been collecting for years, and they're still collecting. But if you look at what goes on, they have these huge barns that are falling apart, rain's coming into them, and all of the stuff that they've collected is getting wet and rotted, and they keep, still keep going and buying and putting stuff in there, as if they're filling some hole in themselves. And when they're asked to sell this stuff, it's such a treasure that often they refuse to get rid of it. And the truth is, it's junk. Now, the reason the show's important for people to watch is maybe they'll recognize their own junk. Maybe they'll recognize what it is they collect. Maybe they'll recognize what it is that they need and how they're constantly going to auctions to try and buy it. But not exactly auctions. They're trying to go in directions that will help them fulfill these needs. And then they begin to pile things up higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. And there's no end to it. And that's the important point. There's no end to it. There's this constant desire factory that we have in our mind. And this factory is constantly producing new and improved desires. Whatever desire came before, we now have a better idea. We now have a more intriguing desire. We now have a more high-tech desire. We now have a more important desire. And so we can go to chase that. To find contentment, we have to be able to break this rat race of desire. There are millions upon millions of desires in the world, but there's only one that has a cure, and that's the desire to get to know Allah. That's the desire to become close to Allah. Within that desire, we give up all the other 
desires. And then when new improved worldly desires run through our mind, because they will, because they won't stop, we get to the point where we no longer are driven by them. We no longer jump to their requests. We've learned to be able to sit back and as the mind goes on screaming, we pay no attention. A schizophrenic, when asked why he does things that he does, says, because voices in my head told me to. Well, we all have voices in our head. We all have these thoughts that keep going and going and going. And then we either have this constant interaction with those voices or we just let them float by. We have to understand that within this mix of voices, one of them is the whisperer who comes and whispers in your ear and then disappears. So these voices that we all have, this mind that we all have that doesn't stop, that doesn't give us any peace, is always going to go on in the same way. Its intention is not to give us peace. It works with shaitan, and shaitan's intention is not to give us peace. A'ud bilahi rajim. We ask for protection from the one who is trying to keep us away from peace. So, what is the cure? What is that which will bring us peace? What is the path towards being relieved from all of the pulls and pushes of the world? Islam means surrender. If we surrender to Allah and we surrender to Him all the things that we think we need in the world, we'll find that he'll give us what we truly need. You can't always get what you want, but if you try, you just might find Allah will give you what you need. But to get that, you have to believe that. So we have to have faith. We have to have faith that there is one who knows more about us than we know about ourselves. There's one who understands better than we understand ourselves. There's one who can give us things that are beyond our imagination and more important than what we can imagine. So, instead of looking at the mind and this flow of desires as something important. We have to look at, at it as a limitation. The mind is limited to the intellect. Allah has no limits. 
The mind is intellected to our thoughts. Allah has no limits. We are limited to our experiences as to what we can think of. Allah has no limits. So who would you rather rely on? That which is limited or that which is beyond limitation? That which needs or that which is beyond need? We have to begin to understand this way of thinking, this kind of thinking. And the only way that we're going to understand it is to be taught it. And that's why it's so important to find a Kamal Sheikh. That's why it's so important to find an Insan Kamal. That's why it's so important to find somebody who has bypassed all of the things that we're going through and has come out the other end with true understanding, with true patience, with true gratitude, with true faith, with true love, with true mercy, with true compassion, with true justice, with seeing no differences, that's not influenced by self-motive or self-need, who is willing to do for us the best that can be done for us. And then we have to understand how this works. We have to understand how to release ourselves from the ties that bind us in this world. We have to release ourselves from all the things that we think we need and begin to realize that these are our burdens, that these are what keep us in the race, what keep us from self-satisfaction, what keep us in grief, what keep us in jealousy, what keep us in seeing differences, what keep us from being satisfied, what keep us from being peaceful. So, if we can give these things up, if we can surrender them to Allah, then we change. And the point is to change. We change from needy and possessive to giving and peaceful. What a difference in who we are and in the way we are. Allah is giving. We need to become giving. Allah is loving. We need to become loving. Allah is peaceful. We need to become peaceful. But we can't hold on to this world and illusion and simultaneously be peaceful. It doesn't work that way. There are all of these opposites. The things that are opposite to Allah is illusion. And if we hold on to illusion, we get what illusion has to offer, not what Allah has to offer. And somehow, we need to understand this. Somehow, We need 
to be able to create a mindset in our own being that becomes satisfied with what we have at this moment. Once I heard a definition of worry that I thought was really quite to the point. They said it was feeling future pain now. So people put together a situation and then they think it's going to turn out bad and then they cry about it. Now, interestingly, there's an enormous kind of reverse arrogance in this. It's an arrogance that instead of what people usually think about arrogance makes you feel good, arrogance makes you feel bad. You All of a sudden you've assumed you can tell the future and that Allah is not merciful, even though he's promised us that he is merciful. We need to stop inventing the future. We need to stop being involved in scenarios of what's going to happen next. We need to allow Allah to show us what's going to happen next. And we need to be happy in anticipation that Allah gives us the next moment and the next surprise. And we have to have the faith that Allah is what he tells us, merciful and compassionate. And that mercy and compassion is going to fall on us. And it's going to soothe our heart. And it's going to make us peaceful. And it's going to bring us on the straight path to Him. And the more and more we become strong in this faith, we become certain in this faith, we become determined in this faith, the more and more serenity will come to us. The more and more peacefulness will come to us. Because there's nothing that we see that we need. Because the thing that we need cannot be seen. The thing that we need is beyond form. The thing that we need is beyond touching and feeling and buying and selling. The thing that we need is beyond worldly power or worldly needs. The thing that we need is the grace of Allah. And it is there for everyone. And it is given to everyone. And it is obtainable by everyone. As long as they're willing to surrender all their other needs to everybody, to Allah. So if we can surrender our needs, then we can be truly fulfilled. And Allah doesn't ask any more from the beggar than he asks from the king. He asks for everything. And when we're willing to give it to him, when we're we're willing to surrender in that degree, that's when peace will come. That's when fulfillment will come. An Arab once came to the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, and said, Satan 
comes to my door every night and he won't let me sleep. And the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, told the Arab to come back in three days and called Satan and said, why are you bothering him? And he said, bothering him? He's bothering me. He has all the things that belong to me. And I'm there to make sure they're protected. If he would give up the things that belong to me, I would stop bothering him. Well, we need to be able to give up the things that belong to shaitan and deal with the things that belong to Allah because Allah gives what he has freely. He gives mercy freely and we need to learn how to give mercy freely. He gives compassion freely and we need to learn how to give compassion freely. He gives love freely and we need to learn how to give love freely. As we give love, love runs through us. Whatever went into Bawa's hands went out of his hands. And then Allah replaced it. If we learn to be that way, if we learn to give love, then we create a circuit of love from Allah to his creations. And that circuit will run through us. But if we try to hold on to any of these things, if we try to hold on to compassion, if we try to hold on to love, we break the circuit. So everything that we try to hold on to breaks the circuit. Allah's circuit is constantly flowing, constantly giving. And so we need to learn to take love and give love. To take compassion and give compassion. Take Allah's compassion and give it to humanity. Take Allah's love and give it to humanity. That's what we need to do. That's our work in this world, to spread his love, to become the examples of his love, to become the examples of his peace, so that when we are in the midst of other people, they also can learn how to be peaceful. They also can learn how to give love. They also can learn how to give mercy and compassion. May Allah make that path easy for us. May he make it obvious to us. May he make the importance of it powerful to us so that we are no longer pulled by the words of the whisperer, so we are no longer pulled by the glitters of the world, so we are no longer pulled by the magnetisms of the world, that our focus is straight towards Allah and straight in His intention. Amin. Amin.